0: The National Defense Authorization Act is always a bit of controversy. You'll have those people who don't actually want to uh, fund defense of the United States at all. You'll have people who say we spend way too much on the defense of the United States. Of course, the argument on the other side is, have we not noticed exactly how many threats to the United States exist And how about what we've already done to our military, especially when it comes to the U.S. Navy and the lack of ships? But this year, it seems the biggest conversation is about vaccines and whether or not the NDAA will put an end to the forced vaccination of those in the military. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, so good to be with you. Congressman Jim Banks joins us right now, chairman of the Republican Study Committee, represents the 3rd District of Indiana, that is the Fort Wayne area of Indiana. Good to have you here. Before we get into the NDAA, sir, the news breaking this morning of the trade, the prisoner swap, uh, Victor Bout. For the uh, star from the WNBA, American Brittany Griner, a lot of conversations about not getting Paul Whelan, a uh, retired Marine, out. There are still other Americans that are being uh, detained. How this deal makes sense, doesn't make sense. Uh, you were you briefed on the deal uh, before it it went down? Before hearing about it, the news breaking this morning, and your take on what it is the Biden administration did.
1: Yeah, of course uh, we were not uh, briefed in any w- any meaningful way on the trade uh, Tony so this was news to most members of Congress like it has been to the rest of the American people the most unfortunate part being that we left a marine a former a, a former service member behind and uh, and picked someone else you know I, for for whatever reasons instead so not not a not a great deal for America Giving over an arms dealer that were, you know, a dangerous person that we suspect will go back to their dangerous activities in exchange, uh, in the exchange. So we'll see how this plays out, but I don't have a good feeling about it.
0: Is, is it normal? Is there a standard practice to which members of, of Congress, whether it be armed services or, or another uh, committee, uh, members of the Senate, would have been briefed, would have known that these negotiations were going on?
1: Yeah, I can't speak to whether or not Speaker Pelosi was briefed on it or Chuck Schumer, the leader of the Senate. I I have no idea if they were briefed on it. They haven't they haven't told us. I'm not, I don't expect Nancy Pelosi is going to call me and tell me that she was briefed on it. But she didn't make that publicly known at this point. So if, if there was any consultation, I'm not aware of it. Uh, the American people, though, are going to judge whether or not it was a good deal. and So far, the outcry over uh, the, the people that we left behind um, is, is I think the, you know the public is well aware that this perhaps wasn't the best deal for our country.
0: I think one of the conversations uh, that ha- comes forward is what are the ramifications of something like this? When you talk about somebody like Victor Bout, who they refer to as the merchant of death, this arms dealer, uh, it isn't that Brittany Griner was unworthy of coming back to the United States. For whatever people want to say uh, about her politically, you still have an American being detained. You can't have faith in the Russians. I certainly don't. Even though she was wrong to try and bring back uh, the cannabis pen, no matter uh, it was a med- prescribed or not this is russia deciding to try and uh, engage a pressure point against the united states the question is to the idea of the world stage and how does this play out in the eyes of of the world Uh, we've talked before sir about the weakness of the afghanistan withdrawal is it your concern that this deal sends a message to china and to others about strength in the u.s or is this really an isolated incident
1: yeah it's a, it, you said it very well I mean I, when I was serving in Afghanistan Tony I was there uh in in uh, Kabul when they exchanged detainees from Guantanamo in exchange for the the deserter I, for, I even forget his name at this point but it wasn't a good deal you said it very well I mean the the world will judge that this was a weak moment uh, of American leadership and and a weak deal and they will expect Weak deals uh, in the future from this president as well as what they've come to expect from Joe Biden. He's the weakest commander in chief, in my opinion, that we've ever had in the White House. And, And this type of deal is another more evidence of it
0: talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd uh, District. And we move now to the NDA, the National Defense Authorization Act. And we take a look at some of the things that are in here, that the defense budget is going to be 8% larger in 23 than it was in 22. We're talking about $858 billion is what we're looking at. Active duty personnel getting a 4.6% raise, which would be the highest uh, rate hike, pay hike in 20 years. But it also shows that Ukraine is going to receive $800 million in additional military assistance. What's the overall take on the NDAA and do we expect it uh, to pass and what immediate effects do we get from it?
1: Yeah, the, the NDAA will pass here in about, uh, in about 45 minutes on the House floor, and it, it includes a lot of really important uh, aspects. Everything related to the military is passed in this annual defense authorization bill, So, and, and including very specific provisions that are important to the Air Guard base in Fort Wayne, transitioning the A-10s to F-16s and other matters that are important to our state. Uh, but the, the biggest part of it that's, that's worth celebrating today is that it will uh, save 60,000 service members from being wrongly fired due to the Biden uh, COVID mandates on our troops. So that's something that we fought for in the last a couple of weeks yesterday. Um, it was, you know, the, the Congressional Black Caucus tried to sabotage the language. Others on the Democrat side tried to block this language from being included, but we were able to, to fight back and negotiate to make sure that the sixty thousand service members who are still in uniform but are being threatened to be kicked out and fired, that their uh, that their their jobs their positions will be saved. Now that doesn't count the um, the, the fifteen thousand or, or actually six thousand service members who were already fired. And and in the in the next NDAA when Republicans are in the majority in the House, Tony, we're going to fight to reinstate those service members, give them back pay, put them back in uniform, give them a chance to serve our country. That's the next step. That's not included in this one, but the sixty thousand
0: and that's uh, and uh, that's where the I wanted to make sure we got to that differentiation. Uh the the mandate is going to be repealed that will take place 30 days after the bill is signed into law as I have uh, the the information but it doesn't necessarily bring back those military members who were already let go and you're telling me that the Republican-led house is going to work to make that happen yes ab-
1: absolutely right now we don't have the leverage to go that far but this is a win in saving the 60,000 who are being threatened the 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 six thousand who have already been fired that's that is our next step and when we have the gavel, when we have the majority and um, and we we run the committee I think we're gonna have a better shot at getting that done.
0: Let's take a look at one or two other things in the NDAA. I know you're up against time, and I appreciate you you, you taking the time. Uh, There is the ability or the possibility of Taiwan receiving up to $10 billion in military aid um, over the next 10 years. The Pentagon going to be producing reports on China's strategy for the use of force on Taiwan. It seems to me interesting that we're going to look to a report to the future when China could be engaging in invasion of Taiwan any second. Anytime you, you, you turned around, anytime you open your eyes after a nap, you could have China invading a Taiwan. What does this $10 billion to and how does this uh, comport with our acceptance, feel the air quotes, sir, of the one China policy?
1: Yeah. Well, this is on top of what we've done before so important support I me mean, you and I've talked about the porcupine strategy of China knowing that if they invade uh, Taiwan or try to take over Taiwan they know there'll be hell to pay as a consequence so arming them provi- providing them with lethal aid and support as a deterrence to prevent that from happening has been the objective i uh, an objective that the Biden administration has fallen short in advancing the Trump administration had a more articulated strategy to do this. So, again, this is where the annual defense bill that we, we, we spend all year working on is it. it's going to pass and go to the president tonight or tomorrow It will provide more support and aid to do that. But this is where Congress has to provide that type of oversight of the administration, provide that type of um, accountability of the administration to push for these initiatives because they're, they're, they're important that we do. If we don't provide that type of accountability and oversight, that we that we'll continue to see the weak posture that the Biden administration has projected over the last couple of years.
0: Before I let you go, one other thing about the NDAA, which is about our Navy and the building of, of ships. Uh, you take a look, and uh, the Navy gets thirty-two billion dollars for new ships. Uh, three uh, Arleigh Burke. Uh, class destroyers, and these are guided missile uh, destroyers. They're built around the Aegis Combat uh, System. They've got uh, the massive, massive capability and the other being virginia-class submarines these are nuclear-powered attack submarines that have been with the u.s navy since 2004 i'm glad to see the actual building of ships again the problem is that we need to be a navy of over 300 ships if we're going to be truly effective and yet we're not really there is this um, a finger in the dam, or is this actual movement to get back up to a place where our navy is formidable?
1: Yeah, well, we're a long ways off uh, from where we need to build to be to build that three hundred plus, um, many of us would say four hundred plus ship navy. So, and the only way to get there, Tony, is through sophisticated new technologies, autonomous uh, ships at sea on the on on, on surface, underwater autonomy. That's how you build that modern, sophisticated navy that's bigger, better, stronger than the Chinese navy. So this NDAA will get us a lot further toward that goal. Does it go far enough? I don't think. I don't think it. It never does. I mean, and and is one way to put it. But we're going to keep fighting for that, pushing for that. When we here in in, in a short three weeks, when we lead the House Armed Services Committee and have a Republican speaker, Republican led. House of Representatives will be able to advocate for those, for that position even stronger.
0: Congressman Jim Banks represents the Indiana 3rd District, Fort Wayne area, chairman of the Republican Study Committee. Sir, I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. More is coming up. I'm Tony Katz.